Hello. Thank you for joining us on Live, Learn, Love, Lead, a podcast of Bethel Christian Church in Warren, Michigan. Our mission is to live in the power of Christ, learn to become like Christ, love as the family of Christ, and to lead others to Christ. This year, our aim is to grow in these four L's. Listen for this week's thoughts. Welcome to Live, Learn, Love, Lead, the weekly podcast of Bethel Christian Church. I'm Daniel. And this is Danielle. Thanks for joining us. Uh, This week we are talking about pastor's message from Sunday. Um, We're still in the intro to his theme for the year, Courageous, and why courageous. And so he's talked about we need to be courageous because of generational changes, natural circumstances, spiritual conflict and this week it was we need to be courageous because of the cultural crisis that we're living in and he talked about Romans 12 how we are not to be conformed to the pattern of this world but to be renewed by transforming our mind and our thoughts by the word of God we are not to turn down paths of cultural indoctrination not deviating from the straight path and We're not to bow down to cultural pressure of intimidation. And we can look at Moses and King Josiah, King Solomon, Jesus, and the the men in Daniel. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then uh, obviously Jesus' prayer in John 17 that he prayed for us then that that we would be kept from evil. So all for the purpose of being united so that the world could believe and then the world would be filled with his glory. So is good encouragement, good reminders today. Anything you wanted to add? No, that's that's a good narration of today's service. (laughs) So the next thing is contemplation. What are you thinking about or during the message or after the message, what are some thoughts that have just been going on in your mind about what Pastor shared? Well, there's a word he used several times is deviate. And I've been kind of thinking about that word all day. And it's like don't don't deviate from from following Christ. And I was thinking like our journey. It's like it's deviated a lot from where we thought we were going when we were first married, mm-hmm. but we never deviated from following Christ. The road changed a lot. Mm-hmm. The path changed a lot. The goals that we had have changed and been rearranged over the years, but we've never deviated from trying to follow Christ along our path you know right we've not always done that perfectly sure that's been our our goal Mm -hmm. um that's good it makes me think of the israelites how they like their path certainly deviated um and they deviated from their following the lord and in that but that we can even as if we're facing like a crazy road trip through culture or through life we Mm -hmm. can keep our keep our eyes focused on the on the ultimate goal of following Christ yeah. and and having courage to 
to pursue him. I, uh, I was really thinking about, um, the story of Athanasius pastor told the story about, uh, one of the early church leaders and what was happening at the time was there was a heretic, a man who was preaching something that was not true about Jesus. He was saying that Jesus was not fully God and there are big consequences to that idea if he's not fully God, what does that do to the gospel? What does that do to the cross? To him being God's only son like that. uh, Sometimes we don't really realize how big the consequences of ideas are. And Arius had made up like little slogans even for his belief. So it spread really quickly throughout the Roman Empire people were starting to believe this and it was a cultural crisis for the early church and i was thinking about this story in athanasius and how he said well i guess i'm against the entire world like pastor shared and um when he was called before the emperor but if he hadn't kept standing up what this is in the 300s ad like this Mm -hmm. is 1700 years ago what would the state of the gospel be today? And the the rest of that story is that the Emperor Constantine called the Council of Church Leaders to discuss this very issue, this cultural crisis. And they met and, and they wrestled with what was true, what scripture said, what people were teaching. And they that was the Council of Nicaea. And from that, they formed the Nicene Creed, which is um, just a, a set of beliefs that that the church would say and put their beliefs into writing. It took a couple years ago, we studied the Apostles' Creed. It took the Apostles' Creed and expanded it specifically with a lot of language about Christ being the Son of God in hmm. it. And so the church now has that. I mean, this was like a historical shift, a a movement that had they not stood up, had the Christians not, you know, and we're not saying like, go stand up and protest and like, but like, this was an idea that had consequences. There was a cultural crisis and they needed to cling to what was true and to not be conformed and just say, this is the hill that I guess I just won't die on. Yeah. Um, And so... We have to, through the power of prayer and the Holy Spirit, see what are the hills to die on. Because that was a hill worth standing firm on. Yeah, the deity of Christ. The deity of Christ. Yeah. Uh, All of church history would have been impacted in in that moment. Right. Had he not stood up. Yeah. And said, no, that's not right. Right. That's not Bible. Right. Yeah, it's it's really incredible. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I thought that that was a, a fantastic story from history to put with, with today's example and of, of being courageous in cultural crisis. But it just inspired me to remember to, to do what's right mm-hmm. and, and, and to prayerfully ask God what it is that doing right is. Like not... Not everything that bothers us (laughs) as humans or as Christians is 
something, a hill worth dying on, I guess is how I'll phrase it. Right. Like we are called to be imitators of Christ. We are called to be his ambassadors. But we're also not like, it makes me think of like, when I was a kid, like the bus safeties, the kids that had like the orange belt and they'd be like, you like get like a sticker or something if you're like standing up. Like we're not called to like pass out like gospel infractions to everyone. Right. <laughs> and so anyways, I think you'll get what I'm saying. But um, that story, I was thinking a lot about that story today and, and just the consequences of him doing what was right. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. So what are some of the connections that you're making between either Nicene Creed and what was going on 1,700 years ago or stuff going on today? Well, I think we're, we're facing a cultural crisis. And I'm not even really talking about, like, the political stuff. Like, the political stuff that is concerning to a lot of people is downstream from the ideas of truth like if culturally the idea that there is a a set of ideas that are true that is truth um that's not accepted anymore and if you don't have an agreed upon set of truth what standards you have to look to you don't, yours, your own, right. whatever's convenient in the moment. Right. And ironically, I, th- I might have talked about this last week, but I'm reading Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis with my oldest. And he was in a similar situation. And he's addressing kind of that, <clears throat> excuse me, that issue of like, what do we do in a world where we can't even agree on a standard of truth? And so... All of the things uh, that are concerning to us that we see in society, I think are like symptoms in a way of, of truth and of the gospel not being regarded mm-hmm. as good. Yeah. Yeah. I think... One of my connections kind of goes along with that is what what Pastor referred to as one of the saddest scriptures, one of the saddest verses in scripture was there was a generation that did not know the Lord. And scripture is not very clear about why, but I think part of it is they stopped talking about what happened. They stopped telling the stories. They stopped rehearsing the miracles they stopped sitting around and reminding each other the good things of the lord and i think there's a huge lesson we can learn from that we need to to tell of the good things that the lord has done Mm -hmm. and we need to talk about it with our kids and we need to remind ourselves when we we can forget so that we don't become or we don't lead to the generation that doesn't know the Lord. Like he, he said today, we're all we're always one generation away. Right. From forgetting. And I, I mean I think we're 
there this week. I, I read this statistic that's horrifying. A recent report says that if the current trends continue, approximately 35 million youth will lose their faith by the year 2050. And um, it's it's like it, the, it says um, it's hard to conceptualize that number, but that's one teen or young adult leaving the faith every 37 or every 30 seconds for the next 27 years. Um, so the, it's um, alarming. Yeah. Um, horrifying, heartbreaking. But that's, I think, where we are in this place of judges. And, and I think you're right. They probably didn't do those things. We see that um, in other parts of scripture where they, you know, stopped worshiping. Some, but I also think they might have just let culture happen to them yeah and so we slow creep yeah like we have to not just let our choices happen we have to courageously be leading our lives our homes our families our screens Mm -hmm. um i read last year that said Something in this one book, it said something like, if you don't have a screen strategy, you don't have a discipleship strategy because screens are so overpowering mm-hmm. um, for us and our kids that we can't just let the screens happen. Um, and so it's not just about screens, but that's it, they have such a big influence and pull on so many people. And we're not anti-technology or anything, but the point is just that we have to be intentional and we have to be courageous because some of these decisions even little small ones like stopping and having dinner with loved ones or neighbors is very countercultural and it things and it's not just about a meal but that's a time to share hearts to share about the day to share where God was working to encourage. Um, yeah, we, I think we have to be intentional. Yeah, that's a good word, intentional. Yeah, I love it. So what what questions do we have? I think, how do we be intentional? Yeah, that's what I was, like, what's the right thing to yeah. do in this situation? Yeah, and that's... That's a big question, how to be intentional, because when you start asking that question, you have to start putting your priorities under the microscope. Where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your money? Where do you spend your talents? Where do you, mm-hmm. you know, a- across your your entire life? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, so you decide to be intentional with a screen for half an hour or whatever. You decide right. to... You know, as long as it's it's like a budget of your time, right? You know, right. you got to account for your time. And so. Right. Like a budget should have mm-hmm. like fun money space. Yep, yep. So if you're like, okay, I'm just going to have like mm-hmm. 15 minutes or 30 minutes of like whatever fun yeah. time on my phone. like to, It's fine. Right? Yeah. So do that, but be intentional about it. And so, yeah. but it's when you start asking that question, you start getting real serious about it. It starts shining a light in all the areas of your life to be intentional. Yeah, but I think it also can't be like 
this is not a quick project and we can't mm-hmm. take on yeah. like you can't is i do not advise <laughs> any of us take on this like okay i'm going to be intentional with like my eating and my food and all my, of it all the time right like so maybe this week the question is like how do i be more intentional with my coworker mm-hmm. or how do i be more intentional with that one friend that's really lonely and is difficult for me to like or is not the most first person I gravitate towards or or how can I be more intentional with my meals maybe this week I can invite someone to share a meal with us or how can I be more intentional with my prayer time maybe this week that means we pray and read scripture before we pick mm-hmm. up our phones and see what's going on there. Like, mm-hmm. like whatever the Lord leads each one of us to, um, and, and things that can help us to live intentionally. So we're mindfully, carefully, um, examining the life that we're living. Yep. yep. And so that we're not just going with this, like flow of the cultural crisis. Yep. Just as an encouragement about change, I'm going to mess the number up, but you take a 1% change oh, yeah. a ton of a- every week. Yeah. Over the course of a year, that's f- a 52% change. Mm-hmm. You know, so small incremental changes over time make big changes. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, you know, start small, but start. Right, that's the biggest right. thing. Just start, just start somewhere. Yeah, that's really good. Our our Bible school um, professor used to say that how you start something, you just start. You just start. But that's great encouragement. Like if you, or we are in a place right now where in the mornings we don't pray at all, start with one minute a day. That feels mm-hmm. doable to add into a morning routine. And then, you know, like. Next week, it could be a minute and a half yeah. <laughs> or something. Or, um, yeah. So just ways that we can live countercultural, not very clearly, not for the purpose of just being countercultural and being kind of obstinate or mm-hmm. obnoxious about it. Right. Um, because I think sometimes Christians can kind of get like that. but But for the purpose of living intentionally to build the kingdom of God in our own hearts, in our own homes, in our own workplaces, our communities, yeah. our churches, our neighborhoods. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's our application. Mm-hmm. Is finding, defining, and implementing those, those changes so that we can create that culture of Christ that can then permeate our communities and that those communities can permeate our counties and mm-hmm. our nations. Right. Because scripture says when he's lifted up, he'll draw all men to himself. Yep. And so yep. he is worthy. Yes, he is. Yeah. Let's pray. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you're good. We thank you that you care deeply for your kingdom. You've cared deeply for your people. Help us to keep you in the forefront of our decision-making, that as we start 
assessing our lives and how we spend our times and treasures and talents that we will start making these these adjustments with you in mind and that by the strength and power of your holy spirit we will be able to do these and point our lives more closely to you we love you thank you for this new week we love you and we trust you with it amen amen thank you for joining us today for more information visit us at bethelchristian-mi.org or find us on social media. To stay updated on upcoming episodes, please consider subscribing to the podcast. We pray you will be empowered to live, learn, love, and lead in the power and love of Christ.